Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raush. And I got to admit, this is actually my favorite part of uh, the show. Oh, wow. Thank yes. you so much. High compliment. I think, is it because of me or the guests we have lined up? Bit of both. Ah, okay. Safe answer. Safe answer. Safe <laughs> no, but the, but, but, the, but the guest that we have lined up is talking about something that uh, I think the last time we felt so much pride for was back in 2015 when we were hosting the SEA Games in our own backyard. I've never seen Singapore come together so strongly for sport. And, and I would love to see that reignited more often. Yeah, I think that's the power of sport, right? It brings people together. And it's funny you mentioned 2015 because in my mind, it seems so long ago, but technically it's not that far away. And we've got this upcoming tournament that after pandemic, hopefully will show some normalcy and hopefully unite the nation slightly. Yes, this year it is taking place in Cambodia, the Southeast Asian Games. And helping us out is a sports reporter from The Straits Times, Deepan Rajganisan. Deepan, how are you, sir? I'm good. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Rajan. So you've released a podcast, which is uh, pretty interesting. I, I suppose let's let's talk a little bit about that first. Um, the title is what caught my attention. Kangpong Games? Question mark. Are the Sea Games still relevant today? What inspired you to to go on this track? Yeah. So so I think uh, when you look at the Sea Games now, uh, I mean we're going into the thirty second edition already. Um, you know we want to look at whether the games has evolved. Uh, you, you look at athletes in, in Southeast Asia now, I think they are aiming for, for higher honours. Uh, you look at you look at the likes of Shanti Pereira. I mean, uh, her timings are now, you know, you consider it to be world class. Mm. So, you know, when you when you look at SEA Games now, you know, it almost seems like, you know, is that something that's really we should be putting our eyes on? Or is that something that, uh, you know, could, could you know, give a, a new uh, a debutant uh, intro into the sport? Whereas, People like Shanti and more world-class athletes, sea games is no longer important to them. And then you look at another aspect of how the games are run. Um, most likely, the hosts will always prioritize games or, or sports that they excel in. Uh, I think if you read up, uh, there's already been a few controversies on, on certain sports uh, in, in martial arts where Thailand is sitting out of, of the Muay Thai competition in, in, the, in the sea games at Cambodia because of a name change. Uh, even in other sports, there are certain sports that are being dropped, certain sports that suddenly appear, uh, and usually nations prioritize the sports that they excel in. So, mm. you know, it gives birth to, to all these names like Kampong Games, and it's not a, a term that I use, it's a term that goes around when, when the game comes around. Wow, very very interesting, Deepan. Clearly, you've done your homework ahead of your trip to Cambodia. You must be excited to be covering the SEA Games in person. Yeah, for sure. I think the SEA Games means a lot to me personally as well, because uh, in 2015, uh, you, you were talking about the games that we hosted. Uh, I, I was an intern at the time. Um, and, you know, I really loved how uh, the multi-sport event takes place. You know, so mm. many different sports taking place at one time. And the fact that uh, our Southeast Asian neighbours uh, from, from around the region come to a specific country and they compete for top honours. And this is where you see some really nice stories. Like, of course, uh, you know, Timur Leste uh, winning some medals. Uh, Lao uh, doing well in certain competitions. So I really like the, the vibrancy of, the, of a multi-sport event. And, you know, Cambodia hosting it for the first time. I'm looking forward to just seeing how the country uh, organizes it. I, I think it, it's also, yeah, I think the Prime Minister said it recently, you know, this is a competition for the world to see Cambodia. Uh, and this is the aspect of a multi-sport event that uh, we look forward to. I've got a, a tough one for you, uh, Deepan, uh, but I believe you'll handle this very well. I mean, uh, according to your podcast, uh, Singaporeans will be rooting for 558 athletes. They'll represent us in 30 sports. 
what are our better sports and which sports needs more highlights, mm. needs more support? Yeah, so I think when you look at our strong sports, um, I mean, swimming is, of course, it will continue to be a goldmine for us, uh, even without Joseph's schooling. Uh, I think we've got a lot of uh, swimmers coming through uh, that will really, really excel at these games. Uh, and also, I think you look at athletics, I think this time around, Shanti Pereira being the main person to look at. Uh, but also, I think the return of So Ryong is, is exciting as well. Uh, I think uh, Chen Xiang, who's a national hurdler, I think he's going into the games uh, in, in good me- momentum. So I think that's good. Um, but I think that the sports that you said need, needs more highlighting is, of course, to me, it's something that I don't quite understand, which is Silat. Because every game, I think they deliver uh, mm. at, at least a few gold medals. But, you know, I, I, feel, we, I feel we only talk about Silat when... Sea Games comes around, yeah, you know. Yeah. Be- beyond that, we don't really pay attention to some of our Silat athletes who excel at the very top. Uh, you look at Sheikh Fahan, yes. you look at uh, Iqbal. Uh, I think they are all fantastic athletes who really, really uh, you know, put 100% commitment to the course. Uh, and I think fencing is also another sport that, you know, only gets talked about when major competitions comes around. But they are another sport that I think more should be talked about. Uh, and Wushu as well. I mm. think I mean, they, are some, they are a sport that, you know, you look at and they have delivered... Um, in the in the recent games, so these are certain small sports that you look at. I mean, of course, be, be, besides the fact that football is um, it's a sport that everybody loves, and you know everyone's going to be watching our football team. Um, but I, I would wish that the support that the football team gets, uh, given that they have failed, let's be honest, they have failed in the in the recent games. I mm-hmm. hope that other sports get uh, similar support. I'm so grateful you talked about all the martial arts because that's something that I hold close to my heart. And it's true, we we don't get the kind of coverage. Yeah, exactly. And I think when Deepan ran through the laundry list of sports that we can look forward to, I'm very, very excited. Just It's just a festival of yeah. sport, right? You can go from martial arts to football to so many different avenues. Now, Deepan, you gave us the list of what to expect in terms of what are the sports we'll probably do well in and perhaps not so good in. But I have to ask you, what sports, I mean, what would constitute to a good tournament for Singapore going into this one? Yeah, so I, I think that when you look at um, a game, I personally feel it's important to look at medals because okay. uh, th- this is not a, a participation event. This is a sporting event. And for me, sports, you get judged by your performance. Uh, and the best gauge for performance is medals. So I think that because uh, we are sending a, a strong team to the SEA Games, it's only right that we aim for a medal target. I think 50 medals, 50 gold medals is something that we should be looking at. Uh, at, the la- at the last few games, we haven't quite reached that 50 mark. Uh, and I think it would be brilliant to set a, a 50 target. And I think if we reach that, I think it would be a brilliant game. And of course, I, I think it's also important to look at the, the young ones coming through. Mm. Can we see some breakthroughs this time? Uh, I, I mentioned about sw- uh, swimming earlier and how mm. we don't have a Joseph Schooling. Mm-hmm. Who is going to get, who, who's going to become the new Joseph Schooling? I know people have been talking about Tiong Chen Wei uh, mm. recently. Now, of course, he's Southeast Asia's fastest man at the moment. Uh, after he clocked, uh, I think, 20, 21.93 seconds in, in, in Hanoi at the 50-meter free. But I think beyond that, you know, who's breaking through? And I'm particularly excited for, for this boy. He's 17. Uh, his name is Nicholas Mahabe. Um, he's the 100-meter breaststroke national record holder. Oh, cool. um, he, it, it's going to be his debut. It's going to be his debut uh, game. Uh, I think he, he will really, really catch uh, a lot of people by surprise uh, with how well he does in uh, Cambodia. Just to expand a little bit on what you talked about, Deepan. I mean, and, and you're talking about the swimmers, the young ones. I'm not too sure, but I believe uh, the youngest Kwa sibling might be participating. Do correct me if I'm wrong. But for us Singaporeans, 
are we handing down this need and desire to support our athletes? Is is this sort of uh, athlete support education happening enough, especially in schools? What's your personal observation? Yeah, I, I think in terms of uh, athlete support, I, I think I think Singapore has improved tremendously in that mm. over the years. Uh, but I, I think you, you mentioned schools as, as something that, you know, I, I personally have a lot of passion in because I don't think from what I hear, you know, enough is done about being a sportsman, uh, wanting to be a sportsman when yes. you're in school. Mm. So, so, so in schools, I think you should show people, you know, what Singaporean sportsmen have done, not just in the recent past, but even our, our old ones like Kunalan, Glory Barnabas. I think they have all set a path where, you know, you can look at athletes and say, hey, you know, I too can reach the world stage. I too can yeah. win medals for Singapore. It's not just about, you know, excelling in your education and then saying that I've made it as a, as a, I've made it in life, whether you're a man or a woman. I think you look at sports, I think it's an avenue to bring glory to yourself, to your family and for Singapore. Um, I'm not sure if enough is being done in school to show that that is a possibility. I mean, we look at, we look at sports uh, in, in isolation. We look at maybe Joseph Schooling winning the Olympic race and say, hey, wow, you know, Singaporean uh, winning the Olympics. But then so what? Are there enough conversations that take place in a classroom showing what it took Joseph Schooling to get there and why it means so much for Singapore to have Olympic gold medalist? I'm not quite sure. So, you know, I'm not quite sure if it's being worked into, you know, PE lessons for, mm. for, for, that, for the sake of it. Because I'm not sure about you guys, when I was in school in PE, you know, you don't really look at uh, sporting heroes from Singapore. I right? only play football. I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. P lessons are more for, for playing sports. So I hope that's being uh, pushed into the curriculum to, to show Singaporean, young Singaporeans that, you know, we have Singaporeans who have done well in the sporting scene. Well, my only goal was to do pull-ups to pass uh, Nafat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love the point Deepan makes. Sorry to interrupt. I love the point Deepan makes because it is physical education, right? You want yeah. to educate the masses about these idols, sporting idols yeah. that Singapore have created and it shouldn't be just recent past that plays into picture when you come about this. You want to talk about the past glories as well and I guess the SEA Games is a great opportunity for someone out there to go and write their own story that will hopefully be told. Yeah, for sure. I think... I think, which is why I think the Sea Games is important to answer the the, the, the top question, you know, mm. about the podcast that I had about whether Sea Games is relevant. To me, it will always be relevant because it is a platform for a young guy to come through and show who he is or who she is. So, which is why the Sea Games, no matter whether it's Singapore, whether it's Cambodia, Malaysia, Indonesia, it will always be important because without the Sea Games, we won't see breakthroughs. I mean, Joseph Schooling's breakthrough, you know, came in in the Sea Games. Uh, Shanti Perez, 2015 mm. gold medal, always springs to mind. So, our stars are born in, in at the SEA Games is what I'm saying. Okay, so stars are born. It's a platform. You use the words young person to come through. Uh, you spoke to two people. One is uh, former water polo uh, gold medalist, uh, Yipran Kai. Uh, I believe he won the gold medal, what, three times at the SEA Games. And our water polo team is quite strong. Another one's a good friend of mine, Dipna Lim Prasad. Um how are they coping post Sea Games life? How are they coping mm. post so-called professional athlete life? I mean, has it given them that platform, that springboard? Yeah, for sure. I, I think Ibrahim Kai has, has really found himself um, plenty of opportunities after his professional career. I, I mean, he's working towards the World Aquatics Championships that will be held here. Uh, but I think both of them definitely do meet sports. You can see the passion yeah. uh, mm. in, 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 when they speak and in their faces. Uh, Deep now, Deep now was telling me that you know she regularly goes down to the track to, to to observe training. You know her mm-hmm. former teammates and all. I think that part of it you know will never leave you when mm-hmm. when you are an athlete. 
you will always want to go down to the track, to the gym, uh, to the boxing arena, just to feel um, the, the the atmosphere in, in, in that setting. So I, I think they have done well post-sports. Post I think, for example, even Deepnash is sitting on the on the Athletes Commission. She's the vice chairman. Okay. Um, you know, give, giving back to, to athletes, you know, just taking care of their perspective is something that I, I really love to see. All right. Uh, we have been speaking with Divin Rajganasan, uh, Straits Times sports reporter. If you want to listen to that podcast, uh, it's called Kampong Games. Are the Sea Games still relevant today? You can go search it up on uh, straightstimes.com or even head to Spotify to search it up. ST uh, Sports Talk. It's quite easy to find. Uh, Deepan, thank you so much for taking the time. You stay safe in Cambodia, yeah? Thanks, Elliot. Thanks, Roshan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.